Section 8 of Malaria and Greek History by William Henry Samuel Jones and Edward Theodore Withington. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Leon Harvey. Conclusion In estimating the effects of malaria upon Greek history, it is important to distinguish carefully that which can be proved from that which is probable or possible. From 400 BC onwards, malaria was endemic throughout a large part of the Greek world. Therefore, whatever be the time when it was first introduced, it must have been producing its inevitable consequences at least during the 4th century and after. These consequences include the desolation of whole districts, caused by the death or flight of the most energetic inhabitants, the harm inflicted upon children, the chief victims of malaria, the economic loss resulting from the decay of agriculture, and the incapacitation of labourers and others. The development of habits of inactivity or laziness due to the fear of a relapse which generally follows overexertion or chill. Hippocrates, in the treatise, Airs, Waters, Places, tells us that the inhabitants of malarious districts are wretched physically and mentally. In the Suedo-Aristotelian problems, we are told that they age rapidly, while Plutarch, in his treatise on health, describes how the Greeks of his day found it necessary to avoid fatigue lest an attack of fever should follow. It is also remarkable that, according to Strabo, there was no malaria in Alexandria, the city to which the Greeks crowded in the 3rd century. The above conclusions may be regarded as certain. There are only two references to malaria before 500 BC, and both are doubtful. However, it was probably to be found in some parts earlier than this. The evil reputation of the Cyberites for effeminacy may be due to exaggerated accounts of precautions taken by a wealthy people, and the coast of Asia Minor was probably infected at the time of the Onoc Revolt. Both in Magna Grecia and in Asia Minor, malaria appears, from geographical changes, to have been on the increase even in classical times. Fever was evidently common when Aristophanes wrote the Wasps, and there are signs, e.g., in the introduction of the worship of Asclepius into Athens, that ill health was increasing in Attica during the last quarter of the 5th century. Plutarch's account of the death of Pericles and the statement of Diodorus that a recrudescence of the plague was due to the action of the sun on swampy ground seems in a confused way to imply an epidemic of malaria in Attica at this period. This probable increase of malaria coincides in point of time with certain changes in the Greek character, which ultimately proved the ruin of the race, as the disease undoubtedly has the power to disintegrate the moral fibre of a people among whom it is endemic. It is probable that the decline of the Greeks is to be attributed, at least in part, to this cause. Pausanias states that the weakness of the Greeks in the 3rd century BC was partly due to disease, although malaria is not definitely mentioned. The history of the word Melancholia shows that the Greeks appreciated the evil moral effects of this disease. Malaria, in fact, is such a serious handicap to a people that even though it does not prevent a certain degree of development, it gives free scope to other disintegrating factors. In ancient Greece, malaria was all the more deadly because the small city-states were not replenished, to any extent, by fresh blood from without. As Hippocrates says that the inhabitants of malarious regions are dark-haired, it is probable that malaria tended to eliminate the fair northern element to which the Greeks owed much of their vigour. The history of medicine after 400 BC 
shows a growing popularity extending even to the culture classes of the dream oracle, charms and other superstitions. This has never yet been adequately explained, but an increase in malaria and its sequelae, which cannot be successfully treated without quinine, would account for the growth of superstitious practices and for the decline of rational methods of cure. The increased respect for women, so manifest in the new comedy, may possibly be due to the part they played in nursing the sick. This generally fell upon the wife, and endemic malaria would vastly increase her duties and importance. Menander tells us how valuable as nurses were the Greek wives of his day. End of section 8